0: Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host Albert, and
1: this is episode 229. Have you noticed on the box that nobody's wearing a mask? (laughs) (laughs)
0: You you know, Julius, this game came out uh, before
1: 2020. Mm, It's true. (laughs) It's a true point.
0: (laughs) Still, you know. Yeah. Yeah they should have been wearing one you know exactly
1: (laughs) hello everyone good evening
0: how's it going welcome we yes we're talking pandemics today
1: pandemic the cure specifically the Mm -hmm. dice version of pandemic
0: yeah a game we love to revisit pandemic
1: indeed and one that we do revisit quite often or at least i revisit quite often Mm,
0: okay yeah i don't because i don't revisit games quite often but i have played this one every once in a while I'll put it out for a quick play and have a little bit of frustration and then put it away <laughs>
1: <laughs> i hear that now this is actually not the first time that we're reviewing it. this is one of our back to the tables so we've reviewed this previously but we're pulling it back out to give it a re-review see if we've had any updated thoughts any uh new ideas about it and with that introduction given i think we're ready to roll and mm-hmm. now ready i do ready to roll
0: Ah, nice. We haven't talked about the expansion, have we? I don't think we have.
1: We have not talked about the expansion, but I think that for the back of the table it would probably be worthwhile to focus only on this. If people are interested in the expansion, maybe similar to like we've done before on these back of the tables, uh, let us know and we'll cover Mm -hmm. the expansion.
0: Yeah, we could play that some more. All right. uh, So let's talk about Pandemic. It's the cure. Let's give it a summary, which... You probably don't really need one at this point for this game. It's a pandemic, but with dice.
1: (laughs) True. (laughs) But let's explain a little bit about how the game works, just to be clear. So as with all the other pandemic games, your goal is to cure the five different colored diseases before, and in this case, it's not really time runs out. There are a couple different lose options. Uh, you're going to be having dice that you can roll, and you can roll as many times on your turn until a die rolls up a biohazard symbol. If it rolls a biohazard symbol, that die is locked, and you have to advance on one of the d- death tracks. If that death track from biohazard gets all the way around the ring, then you lose. Um, otherwise, you can Keep rerolling dice until you get the specific ability that you want, like move, sail, treat, or collect samples, and then you're able to use those on your turn. At the end of your turn, you're going to be taking more dice of the infection bag, rolling them, and putting them out across the six spots, the different Regions, regions on the board and so you'll put them out on the six different regions and if any region ever has three dice and you have to have a fourth one it will explode go to the next one and also advance on a separate death track if that death track reaches all the way to the end then you lose if you manage to cure all five of the diseases before either of those death tracks reach the end or before the dice bag runs out of dice you will win the game yep that's basically it that, that's a nice simple summary.
0: Um, and it it is basically the same as pandemic, just changed to dice and slightly more abstract, right? Maybe more than slightly, but then again, pandemic I mean, really like,
1: right? Pandemic is very abstract, and this <laughs> yeah. is. I mean, there are some games that do the idea of creating a cure with less abstraction, where you actually have to develop it. This is possibly more like the logistics of getting the cure out once it's done. But I guess somehow you're just discovering by rolling dice. It <laughs> is, I mean. It's more simple than regular pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, to highlight that, regular pandemic has plenty of places to go. This one has six.
0: Mm-hmm, yep. Right, yeah, even even the map is abstracted. Instead of having, like, many countries on each uh, region, you just have one space per region, mm-hmm. which is s- super simple. Makes traveling so much easier. Indeed. Yeah. The... Let's talk about the rules. I, I, You know they're really good rules. I, I really like them. It's super short, super clear.
1: As mentioned, they they are very clear. I definitely am beginning to like – this is something I remember commenting on the first time around. And I think I've seen more and more having it come. But having the end of the rules being like things you will probably have missed. Mm -hmm. So having that summary at the end of it is very nice and helpful. They do have it. And I'd love to see more of that. And it's something to bring up.
0: Yeah, that is a good point. There was one complaint I had about the rules last time was that the the what to do once you've cured a disease and how to handle the dealing with the cubes or not the cubes but the dice was a little hard to find. I did not have a problem with that at all this time be, because I remember having trouble with it before. And so it's once you've figured it out, it's pretty easy. Yeah, there may you may not remember all the specific details, but you know how to find it real quickly.
1: I think one thing that I did have problem with the rules, though, is not so much about what happens when you find a cure, it's what happens once something is cured. Because you would expect that you know it's sort of eradicated and it doesn't come back out again like it happens in the Big Brother. That's not true in this one. Once it's cured, your ability to cure in the future gets better, but not that it stops coming out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop coming out until you win the game. That's it would have been nice if sort of there was something on the cure diseases card that referenced that that would show that, you know, on, on it it says that one die that one syringe counts as a multiple syringe or something like that. But Yep. Yeah.
0: It shouldn't be find a cure, it's find a treatment, really. <laughs> That's what it is.
1: Accurate, but cure yeah. sounds so much better.
0: Oh, it does, I get it. Yeah. Pandemic the treatment is not as exciting a game. Truth. So theme. Um,
1: <laughs> I think as well, mentioned, it's abstract. <laughs> yeah, it, you're if, you're rolling dice and running around. I think the, that the theme is sold in the characters because the characters all make sense. The events all make sense. The idea of diseases doing what they do is weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would say if if you think of the theme as a uh, curing diseases and traveling the world, I'd say you know it's very abstract. You're not really going to get a sense of it. If you think the theme is pandemic, the board game, I say you know what, that's, that's a pretty I could see that. I could really see that in this.
1: (laughs) I mean, even then, like the theme breaks down. For example, when you cure people, patients from Africa, they go into this space in the center of the board, the treatment center, at which point in time they can then be cured from anywhere. So are they traveling with you? I think what maybe brought this home a little bit to me is that later on the idea of pandemic rapid rescue came out where it Refines the idea of what's going on in a pandemic. That you actually have this giant Thunderbirds-esque ship that is full of all sorts of machines and space and stuff on it, and that you're actually using that ship to fly around and create resources and, and cures on the sh- on the plane and do mm. things like that. So, to my mind, the center has become your giant ship, and you're not leaving people there. You actually can put mm. people mm-hmm. on your plane and then transport them around while you're curing. Now, I think that theme doesn't hold all the way true. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: don't think doesn't about it too much. Work.
1: But it's a lot more fun for me to imagine that I'm flying around a Thunderbird's ship now that I've played Rapid Rescue.
0: It's <laughs> funny. I like that. And I've been wanting to play that game again. That is a fun game. Indeed. Been a while. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's a pandemic theme. It's timely. It's like the board game. It's more abstract, it's shots. Mm-hmm. It's all those things.
1: So let's talk about the components then.
0: Okay. Um, I like, you know, this the main component in this is all the dice, which are really nice dice. Mm-hmm. They're colorful. There's different color dice for each disease. One thing I really like about the dice is they're not normal dice. They're not numbered one through six. One side has a plus on it, which is a good thing when you roll it. The rest of the dice have
1: numbers. Unless you're trying to cure.
0: Well, yes, <laughs> that's true unless you're trying to cure and the, the other sides have numbers from one through six, but they're it's not an even distribution at all. Some one dice, for example, might have two, three, three, and five, or something like that, depending on which regions that these theses exist, and they do that so they could spread out the colors around the board because you have the six regions so that certain colors are predominantly showing up in certain regions, just like in the board game where where different colors show up in different regions of the world. And the way they manage that was pretty darn neat. So you still get an interesting distribution of, of where the dice go and and makes it a little bit tactical. A little bit. Besides the dice in the dice bag, you're going to get um, a ring, which well, is going to go in the middle. Briefly, mm-hmm. also
1: just to mention the dice bag. We have long since replaced the dice bag. It was too small for my fingers.
0: Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah I, a bigger dice bag is nice. It, it works for me. My hand fits in there. Um, you c- can't mix a dice up really well. and I noticed the other day when i I threw in some blue dice after I found a blue cure and I when I later pulled out dice even though it shook a little bit, all the blue dice came out there still on top, so it didn't mix very well so yeah yeah, yeah. and the I work
1: on that game. problem gets even worse if you have uh, the mm-hmm. expansion. hmm
0: more dice go in there. So yeah, so okay. So besides the dice and the dice bag, the itty-bitty dice bag, you're gonna get a plastic ring that's that has little holes on it to mark the infection rate and the the breakouts. Um, it's sort of like a like a cribbage board with little pegs on it. What's th- the little pegs here instead? There are little green syringes, little chunky syringes, which is cute. Um, you put them on the peg boards on the two tracks. And as you're playing, you're moving. The pegboard is a round ring, so it serves two purposes, or three, really. One, it's a center of your player, or your board. Two, the center of it is hollow, and you're going to put dice in there that you have uh, treated. And three, it is the ring to keep track of the, the bad
1: stuff. I will it's comment, a- they took an interesting track or a different track by not actually using a regular board. Most games have a... Board as part of it. This one instead has the ring that you're talking about and chipboard circles to denote the five, the six regions. And you just have to place those in the correct areas all around. And then you get a slightly bigger circle for the CDC to store dice with the plus on it. But they didn't really use a board. I kind of at this one time I really would have preferred a board like every time I have to set it up it's inevitable especially if I have one of the kids set it up like one of the regions is in the wrong place so that it's not <laughs> like in ascending order or one of them is unhappy because they want to have the fours facing them or they want the pluses or whatever like it, it's easier to have set up a board stuff doesn't get moved around it would have a full cohesive shape to it i At this point, I definitely would have preferred if they had had a board. I understand they didn't because, you know, they want to be different or cost cutting, but.
0: I can't imagine it costs a lot of money, cut a lot of money down in cost because it's a plastic ring that's kind of thick and very unique. So it probably costs a bit. What I like about it is it does give it a bit of a party feel to it. It's a light dice game. It's sort of the. Kind of a game you might play at a pub or something. And I could just see that, and that seems to fit well in that sort of setting, I think.
1: The fact that it's a bunch of coasters?
0: Yeah, a bunch of coasters and a plastic ring, yeah. Mm, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. It's gimmicky. Um, It's yeah, colorful. Yeah, it's gimmicky. Yeah. <laughs> the, what else we got components? We got a lot of characters you could play, just like any pandemic. Everybody has a different... And game.
1: each character comes with their own custom dice.
0: Yes, and each character brings custom... Generally six, but not always.
1: And they did a good job with the custom dice that the character custom dice are are opaque, whereas the disease dice are translucent. So that means that it's very easy to tell, hey, like, these ones go with this one. Um, in the base version of it, there's it's very clear which die goes with which one because the there was not a whole lot of overlapping on colors. Um, we would have to talk about what happens when you get the expansion another day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, which is same as with regular pandemic, right? When you get all yeah. those expansions, you got you got green and slightly off green. And who's who? Who can tell? <laughs> I don't know why they do that. Because honestly, I was thinking about it. Why don't you just have generic pawns and everybody has like a green circle in front of them. And so everybody knows that they're the green pawn.
1: Well, you absolutely could not do that for this one because it has to share color with the, the dice, yes. dice. Right. And, every, every, character dice. Right. and every,
0: every character has different dice with different fate, uh, images on the different sides. Correct. Um, and the dice represent your actions, right? So when you're playing, you're rolling your character dice, you have six dice, that's six potential actions you get that turn.
1: <laughs> Unless you roll badly, which happens all the time. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, what else do we get? Event cards, just like in Pandemic. Um, the event cards you need, you pay for them by, by uh, rolling... What is it? Well, when you roll the, the infection dice... You have a plus symbol on one side and numbers on the other. If you get the plus, you set that off to the side in the CDC. That dice cannot be used to, to play these event cards. Each event card that you have out, there's always three available, will have a cost of either one, two, or three dice. Um, these are the dice from the CDC. You get dice into the CDC by rolling lucky when you're rolling the infection phase at the end of the round. The, so is that all the components, the event cards, I the player so. characters, the dice? Yeah, there isn't a whole lot to this
1: game. Um, just one more comment, by the way, on the art for the events. I like the thematic style that they use for the art. It's essentially monochromatic, um, but it's just using a yellow and black sort of color scheme for, those, for the art on it. I like it. It's nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it works well. And it's similar to the board game version art, I think. For yeah. the event. it's been a while. Okay, um, gameplay. So this game is pretty simple to play. It's straightforward. You're gonna set up the board, put everybody starting in region one. All the players in region one, because that's the U.S. Just like in the board game, everybody starts in the CDC at the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. Um, then you're gonna pull out twelve dice from the bag at random and roll them, and that's the inf- initial infection locations. Just like in Pandemic, you initially infect some cities. You're going to roll the dice, and whatever number they land on, you place them in the corresponding region. If you roll one of the pluses for the CDC, you re-roll those, so that you only have bad dice at the beginning of the game. You are now ready to go. Each player has their character card with their actions on it, and their six dice was their first. Rolls their six dice, which may be more or less, depending on which character you have. You roll your dice. If you get any biohazard symbols, that's a shame. You're going to set those dice aside and advance the, what is that, the infection track?
1: One of those death tracks, yeah. yeah. one
0: Yeah, <laughs> one of the death tracks. The one that moves a lot. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit, right? But the rest of the dice, you now have available for actions. There's different types of actions. You could move to a different location by either taking a ship, going one space, or an airplane to go anywhere. You could uh, treat a die by removing it from the board using the, the little syringe symbol. That'll let you move it off the board into the center ring, or from the center ring into the bag. And if you have a little, like a little pill bottle thing or sample vial, you could take one of the dice there in the middle and put it with your character along with that dice. Those will let you treat the disease later. And I think and there's other abilities that are special abilities. Those are generally the basic ones there. I don't think I forgot any basic ones. Um, You everybody's gonna well one player's gonna go. If you don't like what you rolled, other than the biohazard dice, you could re-roll the dice all you want over and over and over until you get what you want, or you get a biohazard symbol, in which case you have to stop rolling that die and take the negative effect. So there's a neat mechanic there of of push your luck. You know, it, If you really wanted to go to a different location, you just needed one more move, or you, or you really want to get one more treatment die so you could get a, a better chance of curing the disease at the end of your turn. You could just keep rolling until you get that. But if you get that biohazard symbol, that that's bad news. And that, that just brings the onset of the, uh, the end of the game quicker. Uh, so you're going to take all your actions, do your stuff. At the end of the turn, if you're in a region with somebody else, you could give them your infection dice that you have collected, along with your little treatment vials. You could hand them to another player. If you still have dice, you get to roll them to treat them. You could treat one disease at a time. So one colored dice, you're going to take all the ones you have, roll them, and if they add up to 13 or more, you have cured the disease. It's a little hard to do that. You need at least three dice. Generally speaking, you're going to need more. Um, just, you know, the way randomness works. Once that is done, the bad stuff part of the turn, which is you're going to reach into the treatment bag, into the dice bag, and pull out a number of dice, depending on the current uh, infection rate. At the start of the game, it's three. You're going to pull three, roll them, and place them in the corresponding regions. If you have any of those little plus symbols, which are sort of like Band-Aids, you're going to stick them in the CDC to use them later on for a benefit. That is the player's turn. Roll a bunch of dice. Take bad stuff if you roll biohazards. Use your other dice. Hopefully get disease dice into your side. Roll them at the end of the round and cure the disease. And then the bad stuff phase. Once you have gone, the next character will go. And once, they'll go through all the same things, and the next character, and so on. When you're playing solo, you could play just one character, or you could play more. I have found it really hard when it's just one. I find more works better. I don't know about you, Julius. I
1: don't think you're supposed to play just one. When you're playing solo, I think you have to play multi handed Do you?
0: I don't remember that in the rules. I'll play solo anyway. It doesn't bother me. The rules don't
1: allow one player. But yeah
0: well and, and you know that's probably because because it's really hard It just does, doesn't <laughs> work the more the better i yeah. i was playing two and that's really hard three seems to be a little bit easier i don't know why i would think that fewer is easier but i don't know i guess i'm just wrong that is the basic gameplay though it's the same thing over and over um when you the infection track is that advances it has different it has four different levels each level has about four holes in it When you advance to the next level, that's a bad thing. Um, The first thing that happens is you can take all the dice in the middle that you have pulled off the different regions because you treated them. You can take those into your hand. You can also take a bunch of dice from the bag depending on the current infection level, which is three up to five dice. And you're going to roll all those and put them back out on the regions. So all that hard work you had of collecting dice, and getting ready to treat them or use them, is lost and you kind of have to start over with that it can be frustrating but the worst part is that it you may not be rolling more dice every turn more dice out of that bag um if that reaches the end you lose the game the other way you could lose the game is when you're placing dice out of the bag into the different regions um if you place all the dice if any region has more than three of a color you're going to move all those excess dice over to the next region in ascending order. So if it was they were in the three region, you're gonna put them in the four region. And now if there's more than three of that color in the four region, you will again move any excess over to the five region and so on. Each time you have to do that, you're gonna raise raise the uh I think it's called the breakout level. If that reaches the max which is like eight, you lose the game. My experience with regular pandemic, that never happens. My experience with this pandemic is it happens a lot. <laughs> The is there anything we're forgetting, Julius, about the gameplay?
1: I don't think so. I think that just covers everything.
0: Okay. Um Solo. So the solo game in in this is just just like in regular pandemic, you're playing multiple characters, you're multi-heading it. And you know, it works no different than in regular pandemic. The, I, well that's not entirely true. In regular pandemic Every player has their their hand of cards that's secret, or if you're soloing it, there's no secret. You see all the cards. So it's a little bit of an advantage in in regular Pandemic. Here, because it's all just dice and you're rolling it on your turn, there's no secrets going on.
1: It's not a big difference. So what are your thoughts? Do you like the gameplay of it, especially in comparison to Pandemic?
0: I do like it. It is different, but it is hard. I find this game really hard. Uh, I haven't played it often. I've played it a bunch of times, like 25 or so now. Um, but if I don't play it for a while, when I come back to it, I always do really poorly. Hmm. As a matter of fact, I have only won five times out of 25 that I've played.
1: you got to learn <laughs> to be happier with your dice rolls.
0: <laughs> oh, and that's the thing. It's those dice rolls. You know, <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. If you get a bunch of bow hazard symbols, you know, oh, well, advance that track. and it's just going to keep moving forward and forward. And,
1: Yeah, I think that's my biggest critique of the game is just that sometimes you just don't get lucky and you don't win because Mm -hmm. you just have rolled a bunch of biohazards. But, you know, luck goes on average as luck goes and everything will tend to just average out over time. And so, I mean, I think it's not that bad for me. I don't keep track of how often I win and lose for the game, but I do feel like I win with relative consistency unless I'm you know making it super hard or trying on any of the epic levels of difficulty things like that i think i win and i certainly <laughs> enjoy playing the game does not take that long to run through the yeah. game continues to play relatively quickly like everyone's involved everyone's rooting for you when you rolling your turn there's not like a lot of downtime while someone's sitting there strategizing how it is to do it you're either involving everyone in the strategy or there's not a whole lot to do like it just doesn't require it so yeah
0: yeah, and I agree. It's it's a fun game, it's fast, it's it's random, it's lucky, but that's okay. So, you know, if you're ready for it, you'll and you're okay with it, you'll still have fun.
1: Yeah. You just have to be able to deal with the fact that this is not a Euro game. This is a game with dice, which makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense being that, you know, it says it's a dice game. So <laughs> And I like that. I like that about it. It makes it more fun to play. It means that all the components sort of have a different level of not authenticity, but tactileness to them. You're sort of more involved in it. It feels more fun being able to roll those dice and have that fun with it and put a little bit of strategy to it. So mm-hmm. I, really, I, I very much to continue to enjoy that even through the randomness.
0: Yep. Now, I, like if you want to get this to be a quicker version of regular pandemic, I don't know that it, I would get it for that reason because regular pandemic is honestly not that slow of a game, especially if you're playing solo. And it's highly
1: strategic. This yeah. is less strategic, yep. and that stuff can just be like, I'm going to kill you now.
0: hmm Which, you know, it, again, is fine. It's just, you want to be aware of that sort of thing. Um, I seem to remember the price in this game was not too bad, especially considering you get a lot of dice. True. Not so true for the expansion, though. Um, One other interesting thing. Just, uh, I believe today the solitaire top 200 on bgg kicked off today or yesterday no no actually on, on monday and uh, pandemic the cure came out on the list already did nice. you see that it was, well not so nice it was ranked 198 of hey, the top it's on 200. The list. yeah it's a big drop from last year last year was 94 uh it dropped by 94 so it was 104 i guess ouch yeah i don't know what happened <laughs> maybe the pandemic was just rough on it nobody went to play it or something nobody wants to play it yeah or but there's also a lot of new people voting. Apparently, the, the number of votes overall went up a lot. So it's a video game. Also harder
1: to find at this point.
0: Yeah, that's true. But but it's still on there, which is neat. Um, Agreed. I mean,
1: there's there's a lot of really high quality solo games out there. Yeah, the mere fact that it's on there, you know, shows you some yeah. of its credentials.
0: Yep, and this game came out in what 2015, I think, 2014 yeah. or 15. 2014. Wow. It's a bit of an older game, but it's a good one. Indeed. All right. So that is the pandemic, the cure.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It's good to look forward to the cure. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you. Have a good night. The end. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG, and Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractalude on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus can be found at Jamendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce pancaldi whose page is at DonPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share alike license. Thanks for listening.